praying for each other, uplifting each other. I love you, God. I love you. Thank you for saving me in spite of me. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, amen. Thank you guys for praying there with me. If you're continuing to pray, I'll give you a few moments there to close up. But take time. And, and again, if you have uh, prayer requests, please comment so we can go back and look over those comments and pray for those that need to be prayed for. All right. <coughs> those of you that have been with us normally on Wednesday nights, we have been going through the life of Joseph. So turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter number 40. Genesis chapter number 40. You will see an outline posted on, on Facebook a few moments ago uh, before church started. And uh, there is an outline that you can follow there. It has blanks for you to fill in there. And uh, I don't know how you're going to fill it in by using your phone, but anyways. Uh, Genesis chapter number 40. Genesis chapter number 40. We're going to jump right into the text. Joseph is in prison. Joseph is, uh, he's, there he is. He's in prison. He's, uh, he's made, been made captain of the guard. Uh, there's two men that come to him. There's two men that have been placed in prison that belong to, that belong to Pharaoh, Pharaoh's two men. And uh, we're going to jump right into those texts. We're going to look at the, the dreams of, of those guys. And we're gonna, that's what, what the, kind of the preface of the message is on, on that and, and God using Joseph to be a prophet, uh, a preacher, uh, projecting, projecting the truth, proclaiming the truth. And uh, it is important that he did what he did. And uh, we'll, get, we'll get there, okay? So let's look, number one, number one, uh, Genesis chapter number 40, and let's begin reading in verse number nine. Uh, Genesis 40 and verse number nine, if you will. The Bible says, and the chief butler, <clears throat> uh, let, let's go up to verse eight. That way you can, understand a little bit. And, and they said unto him, which is the, the butler and the baker in verse number eight, he said, and they said unto him, uh, we have dreamed a dream and there is no interpretation of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not interpretations belong to God. Tell me, I pray you. It is important that we understand uh, as we make our way through this text that uh, these dreams came, the interpretation came from God. Going all the way back to the old, back when Joseph was still living at home, his brothers were there. Um, he had a couple of dreams, but he know uh, he knew that those dreams came from God, and the interpretation in which he gave came from God. So we looking at as we're looking at this, know that a dream or and or an inter or interpretation of that dream, much like uh, Joseph gives, is comes from God. Anybody who says, well, I can interpret a dream uh, is going to be giving uh, from God. It belongs to God. It's not me. It's not Joseph. It wasn't Joseph that interpreted those dreams. It was God using him, all right, as a mouthpiece. Now, verse number nine, and the chief butler told him his dream uh, to Joseph and said to him in my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches and it was as though one, although it budded and her blossoms shot forth and clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. And, Je and Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took grapes and I pressed them into the Pharaoh's cup and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. So the first dream is he says, uh, there, are, there were three cups. Uh, he said, and in my dream, I, there was a vine and in the vine there were three branches 
And as it though, uh, it budded and her blossoms shot forth and clusters thereof brought forth grapes. So there were three vines uh, and there were three branches off of that one vine and then he got grapes, he crushed them. He made juice for Pharaoh, gave juice, uh, gave Pharaoh a drink. Now let's go down to verse number 16. And we see the butler's dream now. Let's look at the baker's dream. Uh, so he says, uh, the chief baker said, he said, and when, when the chief baker saw the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream. And behold, I had three white baskets on my head. And in the uppermost basket, there was of all manner of basket uh, of baked meats, for Pharaoh and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. So he says, here's my dream. So first of all, we looked at the butler's dream. Now the butler's dream, there were three, there was a vine with three branches. He crushed grape juice out for Pharaoh. He took, Pharaoh took a drink from that cup. And then we also see the baker's dream. The baker's dream uh, was that, was uh, he had three baskets uh, on his head, and the baskets got eaten out of out by the birds. Now, you say, what do these dreams mean? You and I can sit here, and we can look at this, and we can look at these dreams and say, man, I, I can understand, I can tell you, I'll tell you how and why these dreams the way they are. Well, we would not be telling you the truth because we don't know the truth. So we see, we see first of all, we see the prisoner's dreams. But number two, or letter B, we see the prisoner's dreams revealed. The prisoner's dreams revealed. God reveals to Joseph the dream, what it meant, what each one of them meant. So, so first of all, let's look at the butler's dream, okay? So the butler's dream, he had a vine and three branches. He had, he had clusters of grapes. He brought forth grape juice and gave, gave it to Pharaoh. Now, what does Joseph say? What is, Joseph says, well, let me tell you what that means. In verse number 12, let's look in verse number 12 of chapter 40. And Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it, the three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast butler. So we see, as we look at this text, we see the two dreams. We see the butler's dream and then the interpretation of that dream or the dream revealed given uh, Joseph to the butler. Now, now you say, well, that, that's a good interpretation. That's, that's good. That, that means that he's going to be restored. He was going to be restored to which he was before he went into prison. Now, now we do, uh, do need to understand that Joseph was just giving them what God had given him, okay? So he tells them, all right, so this is the interpretation in which I have. So we look at, first of all, the faith, or underneath of that, we look at the faithfulness of Joseph, the faithfulness of Joseph. Joseph was faithful to preach the gospel. He was faithful to preach he didn't, he, he didn't care who was sitting there listening. He didn't care who was sitting there uh, not listening. He was still going to preach the truth. He told the butler, okay, butler, listen, this is what's going to take place. You are going to, uh, you're going to God, God's going to restore you back to help Pharaoh. But watch. And you say, well, that's easy. Sometimes as a preacher, the easy, some of the easier messages are, are to preach are the love messages 
are the encouraging messages, are the fire you up messages. Uh, they're, they're, those are some of the easier messages to proclaim is messages that are, <coughs> that, that aren't, that, uh, that don't preach against sin. Because you know what goes goes on when when a preacher preaches against sin. A lot of times, the whole auditorium will go silent. Now, not nobody say a single thing because sometimes the the message of, of sin is not well received. Well uh, received as a good message. And what uh, it's a good message that pro, uh, he proclaimed. But look, Joseph was faithful in proclaiming the message, whether it was good or whether it was bad. So he proclaimed the message to the butler. And so the baker got excited. He said, whoa, he said, look at this. He said, this guy proclaimed a good message for me. Now <coughs> he's gonna proclaim a good message. He proclaimed a good message for him. He'll proclaim a good message for me. Now watch what takes place. In Genesis chapter 40. Genesis chapter number 40 and verse number 18. So the, the baker told him his dream, so Joseph tells him his dream back. What does it mean? Verse 18. And Joseph answered and said, this is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head off of thee and shall hang thee on a tree. And the birds shall eat thy flesh from off of thee. Hmm. So he tells him, so we look, we're looking at the faithfulness of Joseph, is that he had a good message to bring to the butler, but the baker said, oh, I'm excited now, tell me my message. Joseph still looked him square in the eye and told him the truth. You know, I, I believe it's Paul that says and makes a statement in the New Testament. He said, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth. You know, many times as a preacher, we'll tell you something, it might step on your toes and it might accidentally, it might hit on your sin and it might, uh, you may think, oh, that preacher was pointed at me. He knew what I was. He's been preaching on my sin. He's been telling, I've been telling him stuff and he's going to the pulpit and he's preaching on it. No, no, just because he's preaching on your sin is he's God's leading him to do that. I make a, I make a point to to not, uh, if someone comes to me and says, well, I've got this problem, this problem, this problem. Well, I don't make a certain, I don't get down my notes next week and say, well, make sure that I get on this. Uh, that's why I have, I, I preach through books or through things because if it comes about, it comes about. If God wants it to come home, then it comes home. And if I hurt your feelings, it's not that I'm aiming to. It's not that I necessarily want to because I'm still going to preach the gospel. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And whether it needs, whether you think it needs to be preached on, I still got to preach on it because the Bible tells us to preach the whole counsel of God. And so we must understand, it's just like Joseph was. Joseph, he didn't necessarily, he was like, oh, I can't wait till the baker tells me his dream so I can interpret it for him. And no, he wasn't waiting on that. And just like a preacher, I don't sit here and go, woohoo, who am I going to knock down with this sermon today? I don't do that. I don't say, well, who can I hurt in this sermon you know, I want to be everybody's friend and I want everybody to like me and I want everybody to congratulate. Hey man, that was a great message, but there's going to be a day when I preach on your sin and you're not going to think that's a good message. You're, oh, 
Oh, he done kicked me off. I'm mad. I'm going to get out of here. Look, I might step on your toes and you ought to thank God when a preacher steps on your toes. You ought to thank God when a preacher preaches against your sin. God's telling him what to preach on and you ought to thank God when he does. I tell you, if you, go to a, if you get to a place where, where God doesn't speak to you anymore, if you get to a place where sin doesn't convict you anymore, if you get to a place where, where, where the preacher's preaching doesn't even affect you anymore, you're in a bad place. But here he is. He's preaching away. He's prophesying to him. He's prophesying the good. And he's prophesying the bad. How important it is as a preacher to prophesy the good. And how important it is as a preacher to prophesy the bad. It is just as important for a preacher to preach on sin as it is not to preach on sin or preach on heaven or preach on good or God is good. The Bible says the word of God, I, my mind is going to blink on the, on the, on the verse, is sharpened, Sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even through the dividing asunder. So sometimes God's word may pierce deep into your, into your heart. And it may pierce you and you may, whoa, what's that about? God's convicting you. God's using the preacher to do that. Just like God used the prophet Joseph to, um, to preach that. But I also want you to look at the, we're looking at the faithfulness of Joseph. But also know this too is that Joseph never stopped pro, pro, proclaiming God's word. He never stopped. And when it was easy, he did it. When it was hard, he did it. When it didn't seem like, man, I don't know what's going on, he still proclaimed the truth. And there may days, look, let me be honest with you. You be honest with me, I'll be honest with you. There are days when it's easy to proclaim God's word. Would you agree? There are days when it's hard to proclaim God's word. And so whether, whether, whether the weather is good or whether the weather is not, you still need to preach God's word. Man, still need to preach God's word. Bible says, be instant in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering. So as important as it is for me to preach it on Monday, it's so important for me to preach it on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. May, my, may our message never change. So we see, We see the prisoner's dream revealed, but we see under that is the, the faithfulness of Joseph. But then also look at the faithlessness of the prisoners. The faithlessness of the prisoners. You say, what do you mean? You know, when he was, when the baker was sitting there listening, what was the first thing he did? He said, oh, He said, oh, he said, oh my. He said, look at this. He said, look at this. He said, we just, he just got a good message. Now he's got a bad message to tell me. I don't know if I could. He said, I, I must have something good coming for me too. I must have something good for me too. Well, so first of all, we see the prisoner's dreams 
we see the prisoner's dreams revealed. And then thirdly and lastly, we see the prophet's instructions. We see the prophet's instructions. And uh, so I, I don't know. I probably messed up somebody's outline there. But uh, anyways, letters. Number three, number three, the prophet's instructions. You know, as he's going through this, I want you to understand Joseph interprets the dreams for the butler. He interprets the dreams for the baker, and then he gives them some instruction. Look in verse number 14. The Bible says, But think on me when it shall be with thee, and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. What does that mean? What does that mean? The prophet gave them some instructions to follow. So he told them about their dream. He, he revealed to them their dream. God revealed to them their dream. But the prophet gave them some instruction to follow. And the instruction was, don't forget about me. He said, when you get on the other side... And when you get restored, he said, make sure that you make mention to me to Pharaoh. Make sure that Pharaoh knows I'm the one that helped you while you was in here. I'm the one that helped you while you was in this place. And so, so what takes place? We see Pharaoh, we see the butler and the baker. What takes place next? He, he interprets their dreams. Here they are, they're sitting there. And the Bible says in verse number 21... Verse number 20, he said, And it came to pass the third day, which Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all of his servants, and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the chief baker among his servants. So what did he do? And just the next day, or just a couple days later, after him interpreting those dreams, he took, he took the chief butler, and he, took the and he took the chief baker, and he brought him up. This was his birthday celebration. <coughs> Verse 21, and he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again, and he gave the cup unto the Pharaoh's hand. So what took place? The interpretation or the, the revealing became truth. The interpretation of the dream became the word. The interpretation of the dream came true, came sure. Not only did it come sure for him, but it also came true for the baker. Bible says in verse number 22, but he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. You say, what is that like that to me? What does that have to do with me? Preacher, I'm going to tell you what that has to do with you is that God's promises are always true. Is look, Joseph said, he said, that's going to take place. God gave him a vision of what was going to take place into the future. And because of that, he was able to see. And then a couple days later, there was the, 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 baker and the butler both were brought up exactly like God told or like Joseph had told them. I'm going to tell you Christian, every promise in the Bible is true. Every promise in the Bible is sure. Every promise in the Bible, you can take it to the bank knowing that God will answer. God will provide. God will make a way for that to take place. That will take place. God said it. You can. And that settles it. Too many times I've heard that statement, God settles it. I mean, God, God said it. I believe in that settles it. No, and no. If God said it, I believe it. 
No, it's not that either. God said it, it's settled. God said it, it's settled. Every time God's word says something that's truth, that's right, you better, you know for sure that's going to come to pass. God's word is sure. Joseph's word was sure. Not only was Joseph's word sure then, but it was sure way back when he told his brothers what was going to take place. Although he didn't know that he was going to spend 13 years as a slave, 13, 13 years as a slave slash prisoner, he didn't know that that was going to take place. But he gave him some instruction that came true. But then also, you see this. So this, we have the instruction, right? What was the instruction? Tell Pharaoh. Tell Pharaoh. Now, verse number 23. Now, we understand the baker couldn't have told because the baker got his head cut off. Uh, he, he was hung on a tree. Now, all right? So we know the baker couldn't have told because the baker was, baker was killed. Now, let's look at the butler. Verse 23. Yet... Did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him? The butler forgot about Joseph. See, what happened was, is he was given some instruction, and he didn't heed to that instruction. Now, I want you to think about this for just a moment. Verse number, chapter 41, you've got your Bible open. Chapter 41, verse number 1, what does it say? And it came to pass at the end of two full years. You want, to, you want to know what took place? You want to know what took place here? The, the prophet gave instruction. And the baker nor the butler heeded to that instruction. And the instruction was tell, tell, tell Pharaoh about me. And because they did not heed to his instruction... Joseph had to spend the next two years in prison because somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do. You say, what, do you, what is that? What are you talking about, preacher? Brother Trent, what are you talking about? I mean this. There's many people that will suffer the consequences of your wrong. You know, my kids... They're going to get saved. They're going to get, they're going to be in church based on what I do. How I treat church. I, I want my kids to grow up as adults and serve God. I want my kids as adults to, to go to church and love God. But that's not going to take place unless I train them the right direction and give them the right instruction. Look, these guys were given the right instruction and didn't listen, didn't heed, heed to that instruction. But you said, what are you talking about kids for? What are you talking about kids for? I'm telling you this, is that choosing to do right, living a certain way, being a certain way, I'm doing that because I need to heed, because I need to listen. I need to listen so that my kids will listen. If they don't see me following God, how can I ever expect them to follow God if I don't follow God? 
How can they do it? They're not going to follow God if I don't follow God. Also, immediately my mind goes to the story of Achan in the Old Testament. Achan went through the city of Jericho and he stole things that he shouldn't have stolen. He gets to the other side thinking everything's all hunky-dory and no one was affected but him and, and it didn't even affect him. He got, well, they, they, they went down to the next row. They went to the next, they, they went to the next battle. And, and the story is that men died. People, people got hurt. Joseph comes back. Uh, Joshua comes back, the leader of the children of Israel. Ask God why. And the Bible says that Jesus, uh, God told Joseph, Joshua, there's sin in the camp. There's something wrong. There's something wrong in the camp. And Joseph, jo, uh, Joshua, God tells Joshua there's sin in the camp. And so he goes in there and he finds out that Achan has stolen something that doesn't belong to him, had taken something that doesn't belong to him and put it among his own stuff is what the Bible says. And because of that sin, the Bible says that they took Achan out to the side and they killed Achan and all of his family and everything that he had. And they killed Achan. Why? Because of one man's sin. One person's wrongdoing. And affected everybody in the whole family. I'm here to tell you. That if you don't live for God. If you don't do right. If you don't be right. You're going to affect other people. Going that direction. And because, and because in this story. The baker and the butler. Didn't do what they were asked to do. Didn't do what they were told to do. By the prophet, the preacher has spent the next two years in prison because of what somebody else did. If you and me, we need to know that people are affected by us. They're affected by us. The Bible says, No man liveth unto himself. No man liveth unto himself. My sin. My actions, my life affects those that are around me. Sure, the butler and the baker thought everything was all hunky-dory and everything was good. They did. It's all good. But they, re they didn't realize it's because of their disobedience somebody had to pay the price. So I ask you this, and I'm going to close. Who is paying the price for your disobedience? Because of the disobedience of the baker and the disobedience of the butler, Joseph had to spend two years in prison that he shouldn't have. So who are you affecting? Who are you affecting? We're going to close in prayer. I want to ask you, I want to ask you this question. Who are you affecting? Because you won't live right. Because you won't do right. Let us pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for letting us gather together tonight. Lord, I pray for church. Thank you for those that tuned in tonight. I pray that you've helped me to help them, each and every one of us, to examine our hearts and examine our lives. Proclaim the word. Be instant in season, out of season. 
preach the whole counsel of God. We love you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. I want to give you an opportunity right there where you're at. Has God worked on your heart? Has God convicted you? Then take time with God and pray. If God has convicted you about sin, about something you're doing that's affecting other people, take time with God. Well, thank you for those that tuned in live. Those of you that will tune in later, thank you and God bless.